Boom, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know about you guys, but I always heard this rumor that you can quit your nine to five job and you can do it trading. I don't know, we're gonna find out. Today's guest is all about that life, so let's get this one started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of the Business Bros Podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be exploring the incredible journey of a man who traded his way to financial freedom. He started learning to trade in 2014, and only seven months later, he traded full-time after leaving his retail job. This man spent tens of thousands of pounds, that's dollars for those of you in the U.S., uh, on education and coaching and was eventually headhunted by Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad to teach and coach internationally, which is awesome because I got cash flow sitting in my classroom at all times. Yeah. Right? With a yeah. growing portfolio of over 10K or 10 UK properties and the ability to teach and train on multiple topics, his students have also seen incredible success. So you won't want to miss the valuable insight and knowledge that our guest has to offer. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Lewis. All right, my friend, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. All right, rich dad, poor dad. Okay, I don't know how many times I need to emphasize this to my students. They start off my class. I teach a class called Financial Algebra. And the first two weeks of school, I get them to sit down and play this board game. And I share with them that this is a reality of life. The way you play this board game will reflect how you do things in life. And I have kids that come in and they get into it and they play. And I got kids that just ignore it because it seems too complicated. So I'm going to ask you because you've been in this space for a while. You've actually trained with Mr. Ki- with Mr. Kiyosaki's uh, school themselves. How can I get these 17-year-old kids to understand the value that I'm trying to teach them <laughs> through a simple board game? Yeah, yeah. I think that it is, can be tricky with 17-year-olds. I mean, I was in a very, very different headspace when I was 17. I had no idea about money. It wasn't even on my radar. I didn't even think about it. And maybe that's because I was in a fairly privileged position where I didn't have to worry about money. My parents were teachers themselves so it's funny that I've ended up being a teacher that's their background their career um, and they were paid okay as teachers in the UK so we weren't rich by any stretch of the imagination but we never had to worry about money or I never had to worry so I never had any pain really attached to money um, and the pain I did have I, I mean I've always worked I've had a strong work ethic I've worked since I was 13 years old doing paper rounds uh, I worked in a florist I was a pot washer in a Thai restaurant that was probably my favorite job ever actually because I got free food and I got tips as well so it was brilliant absolutely loved that um, but I think the way that you motivate is you you find out what motivates them you can't just motivate people with hey this is really good for you this is really important that doesn't work like what is it that they want out of life if they even know that yet. And actually sometimes the best thing that we can help people do is discover what it is they do want from life and then attach financial reward to that because 
a lot of the things that people actually want in life are going to be made a lot easier and a lot more possible if you have money coming in and you have the time freedom to actually enjoy those things as well. So, yeah, I think you have to find what motivates them first and use that as a motivator to point out why it's so important for them to develop financial skills around that as well. Yeah, that's one of uh, Napoleon Napoleon Hill's core topics. He talks about that a lot, having a definite of purpose. I just find it really difficult to find a definite of purpose when you're 17. It's really tough. I I mean, I know people in my – I'm in my 40s now, and I know people my age that still have no clue what they're doing. Uh, They're just kind of going day to day. So let me ask you, you got into – you talked about having a background – uh, that where you've always kind of went out and, and made your own income. You, you started to do things along that route. Um, you could have gone the traditional teaching route like your parents did. What inspired you to jump into trading? Tell me that story that got you motivated to do that one thing. Yeah, so I, I did the university thing and I'm a big believer in, in education in general. Um, I would always recommend people get some form of education. Um, is it always the best option when it can cost as much as it costs? I don't know. I don't know if I would, if I had to pay what people pay in the US, I don't know if I would have studied what I studied um, because it doesn't lead to a job. So there isn't that same ROI. There isn't that same return. Um, But I was out of university. I got my master's degree as well, which was in theology. And then the only job I could get was working on the shop floor of a men's clothing store. So that's where I kind of started my working career. Um, was there. I got rejected from KFC. They didn't want me. <laughs> so it didn't start out great. Huh? Yeah, it, it, maybe they thought I was overqualified, but I wasn't proud or arrogant or anything. I just wanted to start working. And so, yeah, they, I don't know why they said no. I didn't ask. Um, and uh, then, yeah, that was the job that I got. So I worked hard. I worked my way up and I ended up in the head offices of that company, which was um, different. Um, I preferred it to being on the shop floor. It was better hours, um, better routine, everything like that. However, I looked at my boss and I looked at my boss's boss and I realized I would be doing the same thing for the rest of my life. And that did not fill me with passion. It did not fill me with hope. It did not fill me with joy. Um, And I just realized that the career ladder that I was climbing was a ladder to nowhere that I wanted to go to. So it was up against the wrong wall. It was going in the wrong direction. So I started to look into investments. And I've been interested in investments from a young age. I just never knew how to go about it. And friends of mine recommended the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So um, a few months later, I saw an advert in the local newspaper about a seminar for one of Robert Kiyosaki's events about property investment. So I thought, brilliant. I'm going to look at this. I'm going to sign up to that. Turned up. Um, to the hotel where the seminar was taking place and it turned out I signed up for the wrong course I signed up for the course on trading not on property investment so whether you call it an act of God or the universe leading me whatever it was it was one of those moments where it was the wrong thing but the right thing for the rest of my life and I sat in that seminar I said this is brilliant this is this is what I'm looking for I want to learn to trade the financial markets now so that I could have basically freedom for me it was freedom and I want my time to be my own and I've never been happy by the idea that society is made normal that we give the best of ourselves and the majority of our time to a job that doesn't really care about us and that will replace us if it needs to if we were to drop dead and then we give the worst of ourselves to the people that we love and I always thought when I do have my own family I want to actually watch my kids grow up. I want to actually spend time with my loved ones, not tired out and exhausted from 
a nine to five job, which is never a nine to five. You always have to do more. So that was kind of my motivator. It was very much the freedom drive and wanting to be able to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it on my own terms and with my own money. I want to come back to the freedom idea because I think that's always important, but I want to touch on the education aspect of it because I know I got, a, I got a lot of my students here who are now, as we enter towards the end of this second semester, uh, really starting to contemplate what my next step is. Uh, and you said something that I thought was absolutely uh, amazing. You, you, you went to college, you got a master's degree. And you couldn't even get the job at KFC. And that blows yeah. my mind because especially here in, Cal in, in in the United States, California, for example, going to college and, and as a high school educator, I'm almost like, no, you don't need to do that. The more important thing that you need to do is figure out something that you want in your life because your yeah. career started once you hit a wall, once you realize that. I don't want to do this forever. There's got to be another opportunity. And that switch changed because now you went seeking education that would be valuable and that you can implement in your life versus seeking education because it was the next step that you were supposed to do. Can you talk yeah. about that and the value that you learned once you sought an education that you wanted versus the one that you were you know, trained to do next? Yeah, I think we live in a world where information is at our fingertips. You can learn whatever it is you want to learn um, online, on the internet. Like the world has completely changed. And that is sometimes a good thing, sometimes not a good thing. And there is very much a difference between having access to information and access to knowledge and being able to apply that knowledge. And for me, really, that's the gap in education. So there's a difference between knowledge and education. And education teaches you how to use and apply knowledge. That's why I mentor people. That's why I teach people, because I can give two people the same information and they'll both apply it completely differently, maybe both incorrectly, or maybe one of them will, will apply it correctly if I'm lucky. So it's very much teaching people how to apply it. And when you, when you realize that the, there is a gap between where you are and where you want to be, there is very often a skill set or a knowledge gap that you have to then fill in order to get to that place. And a lot of that journey is really about you developing who you are, you developing your skill sets, you becoming really, really clear on what your strengths are, maximizing those, becoming aware of what your weaknesses are, and limiting those by building up skill sets, which allow you to still operate in a really functional way. So the the real journey of any business owner any entrepreneur is the journey of self-understanding and self-discovery and moving you forward beyond where you currently are to where it is that you want to get to very well said all right let me ask you about freedom okay so you decide that i don't want to get stuck in this corporate ladder it's not for me i can see the top it doesn't look like i really want to be there i'm going to go for something else you end up going accidentally to learn about trading financial markets, which turns out to be your your ticket to freedom. Um, tell me about the skill building aspect of it, because when when I interview people and they tell their story, it sounds like, you know, I went, I learned this thing and boom, I became a master and now I'm free to do everything I want. And that's just not the case yeah. for most people. Talk about the skill development. What does it take to take action and what does it mean to develop a skill? What kind of mistakes did you make? Oh, all the mistakes. <laughs> Name the mistake and I made it. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant question because 
there there is no quick learning there is no quick fix it takes your question is what does it take and it takes persistence it takes commitment it takes consistency i do not know anybody who's had significant success in their life in any area of their life without being consistent it's like thinking you're going to go to the gym once a year and you're going to have the body of your dreams it's not going to happen it requires consistency and applied consistent effort it's it's never going to happen on the first attempt and i speak to my students a lot because they do make mistakes they they fail in for lack of a better word um as part of that process and i used to work with um, addicts i trained as a counselor and i worked with addicts and went through training and one of the things they teach you on that training of how to handle addicts is that process of recovery and that process of recovery is very very similar to the process of learning and you have to expect failures you have to expect relapses you have to expect mistakes it is part of the journey of coming from point a to point b it's not a linear straightforward line it takes twists it takes turns it takes ups it takes downs and so i think that learning journey you have to have some sense of internal fortitude and reason why you're doing it. I and mean, we all know the importance of having a why as a motivator, but that is the reason why the why is so important because we need to, during those dips, during those difficult times when the motivation runs out, the discipline has to kick in to keep going. And if you're always relying on motivation and you don't build the muscle and it is a muscle, you don't build that muscle of discipline, then you're never going to achieve what it is that you want to achieve in any area of your life whether that's your relationships whether that's your um, body your physical health your, your mental health um, or your financial health it's just never going to happen without that consistent applied effort it's funny i think it always comes down to habits when you talk about addicts they just have certain habits that are instilled in them um, through choices that they've made sometimes especially depending on the narcotic it could be physically addicting but oftentimes the habits that they have in place are more mentally addicting than anything else. And that's where the recovery aspect has to come into play to first identify that you have bad habits that you need changing, then identify yeah. why you want the change and then implement new habits that will create the life that you're looking for. And that relates across the board, whether it's addiction yeah. or entrepreneurship or just general depression and anxiety, you can change the way you're looking at things simply by looking at the habits that put you there and making the change to, to become something different. So you yeah. started to make a change. Uh, and I want to know, how did you transition? What habits did you have in place to go from student to then becoming teacher? Uh, tell me yeah. about the habits and maybe even like, who did you feel you became to, to be able to make that shift? So I, I literally, after my first ever training and I decided, right, this is what I'm going to do. I went home and I wrote on a, a big piece of, well, A4 piece of paper. And I wrote, I am now a trader. And I put it up above my laptop. And I, I said to myself, right, this is my new identity. This is how I'm now behaving. I am a trader. So what do traders do? They look at their charts every single day. They um, analyze the markets. They look for opportunities. They test their strategies. They do what all the things are that I now teach people to do, all the processes and the systems that, that I followed in order to become a successful trader is what I now teach others and have them instill as a habit. Now, if people can get up earlier in the morning, then I highly recommend that they do that. 
a lot of people say, oh, well, I've, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to look after the kids. I've got to get to work. Brilliant. But what time are you giving to yourself to invest in your future? Because if you aren't doing that, then please stop moaning that you don't have the life that you want because you can moan all you want. But unless you're at the point of pain and frustration with where you're currently at, you're not going to make the change necessary to get to where you want to get to. So one of my biggest bugbears and frustrations with people in general is when they moan about a situation, but they're doing nothing to change it. I don't mind you moaning if you're working hard to change it at the same time. Like That's okay with me. I don't mind. You've just got to air the frustration. But if you are moaning about being overweight, not being comfortable in your body, all of that sort of stuff, and you're not going to the gym or you're not making better food choices, then I don't have time for that conversation because you're not actually interested in changing. And so it's the same when it comes to any pursuit of anything you're learning. Do you really want to do this? If the answer is yes, then do what is required. Um, and so I created that identity. I created literally a physical checklist of what I needed to do each day my habits for the day I still have an excel spreadsheet that I use now rather than having it written down where I tick off my habits for each day so I know right this is what I've got to do and it's a good day if I get those things done those routines make or break us uh over the long haul uh, I've been reading a book a couple times over and over this week uh by Napoleon Hill called outwitting the devil and he talks about in that book um how we can easily drift into whatever situation through either fear or greed or all kinds of different things. And I feel like that's kind of what your habit tracker is really helping you stay away from. You're not drifting yeah. because you know that every single day I have these minimum standards that I got to put into place. And if I achieve these things, no matter what else happens in the day, it's either going to be extra stuff that adds a cherry on top or you're yeah. just going to enjoy the day because you already got the work done. So, and you know, what, what deters us from this is often the words that we tell ourselves. And you kind of mentioned it a little bit when you're talking about, you know, people that are negative without making the actions to change. A lot of the times that's a self-talk that we have in our heads that maybe we were conditioned socially because, you know, our parents have certain habits or our teachers have certain habits or whatever it is. How do we break those habits? Uh, you mentioned the identity and the, and the habit tracker, which are awesome. But how did you... How did you decide that this is the identity I wanted to overcome and then keep that as your motivating factor to go ahead and actually create the routines and, and apply the discipline? Yeah. Um, let me first of all start off by saying I'm not perfect at this stuff by any stretch. Like I've got so many bad habits that I'm still trying to overcome, one of which is ordering takeaway food far too often <laughs> <laughs> because it just makes my life easier, but it's not good for my body, it's not good for my health and all of those things. So I'm definitely not perfect at it. Um, and certain habits do have more of a physical kick in them, a chemical release, which is what makes them harder habits to break. But what what I find really, really encouraging is remember pretty much every single decision that you make in your life about anything is a habit, pretty much every single one. And I actually used to find that a bit demoralizing, but I now find that very, very empowering because if it's a habit, then it's learned. And if it's learned, I can unlearn it and I can learn a new behavior instead. So if you have things which negatively trigger you, your response to that negative trigger is a habit. You've conditioned, through, well, either you have conditioned or you have been conditioned by external circumstances to respond to that thing in a certain way. 
which is incredibly empowering when you realize it is just a habit which you can then unlearn and learn a new response, a new pattern of behavior. Certain things are easier than others, of course. So I think when I'm trying to develop a new habit or unlearn a habit, then I I become an observer of myself. So I look at where am I responding to certain stimulus externally, which then causes me to take behaviors that I don't want to take. So then the question is, if I don't want to take that behavior, can I reduce the stimulus or remove the stimulus that causes me to behave that way? Or can I observe the trigger to behave in a certain way before that behavior happens and choose a different path? And so one of the questions I use for myself in there is, is this decision going to serve me? Does this decision take me closer to where I'm trying to get to in any area of my life? And if the answer is no, because I paused to think rather than just act, it gives me a bit of breathing space to make a different decision. And so every morning, um, and I'm back in the habit of doing this, again, a habit, which is really, really helpful for all habits, is I sit down in the morning and I write out what my main goals are in life this year. And then throughout the day, I'm way more aware of what those things are. And I'm way more likely to take actions and behaviors which are in alignment with the creation of that goal happening than I would be if I didn't be mindful and present with that goal every single morning. All right. We got it pretty well laid out that if we have good daily habits and routines, we are ultimately going to achieve the life that those habits and routines are pushing us towards. So let me ask you specifically about your trading habits. So what are you doing now on a daily basis? I mean, there's so many different ways that you can do trading. You can you can literally buy and sell uh, stocks, ups and downs. You can sell puts and shorts, option trading, all kinds of different stuff. So what yeah. is what is what are your your habits that you're implementing in in trading financial markets? So I'm a simple guy. I like to keep things simple. I like to make things as easy as possible for myself as well as for other people. So I, I trade patterns. So I have four or five different patterns that I look for across financial markets, whether that's Forex, whether that's stocks, whether that's commodities like gold, silver and oil or indexes. So I look across about 30 different markets each morning um, and I will look for these patterns, these set patterns. And if those patterns are there with supporting evidence, which evidence is just market conditions. So if all those market conditions are in alignment, then I will place a trade. If those things aren't there, then I move on. So it takes me less than 30 minutes per day to do that now. And I spend the rest of my day um, teaching other people, going out for lunch with my family, going out for lunch with my friends, going for a few too many drinks with my friends, uh, whatever it is that I choose to do. Going to the gym now as well. So I'm back on that habit, which is good. Um, so new year, new me, all of that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, and it's those habits which have created a very profitable lifestyle from trading. I mean, funny enough, yesterday, literally yesterday, I had the largest winning trade that I've ever had in my life just by following these habits. And that winning trade, the the return on that trade is more than I was earning annually in the job that I left to become a full-time trader, um, which is crazy, absolutely crazy, all because I follow the process. So tell me a little bit about the uh, trade because you can't just leave us hanging right there. You made as much <laughs> on one year uh, at the at the shop that you were working at that you did on one single trade. So tell me a little bit more about uh, maybe the patterns or the types of trades that you're looking for. 
Yes, so that was, uh, funny enough, that was a stock. So that was an HSBC stock. Um, and just following the patterns, I saw that price was super low um, and it looked like it wanted to reverse. So I was trading a reversal pattern um, on that market um, and it did, it reversed. So it entered me into the market, um, moved up and up and up. And then when it got to um, prices of around 2006 highs, 2005, 2006 highs, I was like, right, that's a good amount of profit for me. I'm going to take it out of the market now. All right, let me ask you because uh, I, I it's always one of those questions that everybody's like, well, of course he did. He was it was phenomenal. He was a, a statistician in high school, and uh, he was great, <laughs> and he went through calculus. Of course, he knows his numbers. Is that the case for you? Definitely not. So at primary school, which is elementary school for you guys, I was in the special class. Um, uh, I didn't do. I had to have additional maths tutoring in uh, high school because I struggled with maths um, and then my degrees so my master's degree and my uh, my undergrad degree my bachelor's was in sociology and theology so nothing mathematical whatsoever so no my background is not statistics it's not it's not anything like that this is a skill set that I decided I wanted to learn and I committed to learning it so let me summarize what we talked about today you decided that the life you were living wasn't the life that you wanted to live. You decided that you were going to invest in yourself and go get an education that you can actually implement versus an education that you just had in your back pocket or hanging on your wall. You took on a skill that you were weak at traditionally in education and you turned it around and became your full-time lifestyle. Does that sound about right? Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, I've never thought of it that way, but yeah, that was a brilliant summary. <laughs> All right, so if people want to figure that stuff out, I mean, obviously you you have a, a little bias towards towards the Kiyosaki community, but if there's people who want to, who are like, okay, look, I know this this stock game, this is something I definitely want to learn about. I know that personal finance is something that I need to take advantage of. How do people learn from you? How can they reach out to you? So you've got my Instagram, you've got my email. Would love to get an email from you guys and um, would love to have uh, you slide into my DMs as well if you want to. Um, I've got some free resources you can use as well. I've got a whole YouTube channel on some of this stuff too. Uh, so if you just type in my name, um, that will come up on YouTube as well. So there's loads of ways you can contact me. Please do reach out. Don't be just an observer. Reach out, make contact and let me see if I can help you. And if it's not me, then I'll definitely know some people that can help you in whatever area of life you want success in. So I'm very happy to, to signpost you and, and pass you on to some people who can help. Perfect. And just in case people are not watching, they're just listening. Uh, can you tell people how they can get a hold of you? Yes. So Instagram is Lewis underscore Crompton and that's L-E-W-I-S underscore C-R-O-M-P-T-O-N. Um, and that is the same as my YouTube. So you can type that in and find me there. And my email is Lewis, L-E-W-R-R-S, no, L-E-W-I-S, I can't even spell my own name. Um, and then it's at startradingnow.com. Perfect. Dude. I got uh, I got one kind of selfish bias question here. Um, we love creating content with people who come on the show, especially entrepreneurs who have uh, amazing stories like yours. 
for me, it, it's a big uh, plus because your story I get to share with kids who don't really know what they're going to do here in the future. But my question is more along the lines of you've been hopping on other podcasts. You're trying to get your name out here a little bit more. What was your experience like creating content with the Business Bros? Uh, really good. Really, really good. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you've done your research on me, which is great. So you've you've uh, asked some really, really great questions. I've, I've been really, really happy with it. Really, really happy with it. All right, let me ask you a couple last little closing questions. If you have 17-year-old kids staring at you right now, which they are, and uh, they're, they're listening to your story, what are some final thoughts you'd want to give them to maybe help motivate them, push them in the right direction, protect them from any uh, pitfalls they might come into? Any final thoughts? Yeah, I would say that um in terms of pitfalls i've made a lot of mistakes over my time so i would be uh do your due diligence so don't just trust somebody because you like them i'm not saying don't trust people but check them out if you're going to give them any money you're going to do any business with them check them out properly um if you yeah just check them out properly again there's a whole video on that on my youtube channel uh, where i didn't do that and it didn't go very well for me in terms of you're being young you're 17 that's fantastic time is on your side you don't need to rush anything but explore find what you're passionate about try loads of different things until you find something that kind of lights your fire sparks your interest really really lights you up inside find that thing um, and in the meantime while you're finding that thing work <laughs> develop skills learn stuff learn sales learn copywriting learn skills which are high value and are going to serve you into the future and allow you to serve other people as well so um yeah that's what that's what would be some of my core piece of advice for 17 year olds out there all right and one more thing for a kiyosaki representative my students are going to have one more opportunity before they leave class to play cash flow uh, i should probably flip it the right side up right to play <laughs> cash flow uh right before they enter being an adult so what would you say as an adult, having been part of the Kiyosaki family, what value does that bring for them in their life? It's incredible value. If you can truly understand the flow of money, then you're going to keep yourself in a safe position. Um, and as someone who's older than you by nearly double, nearly double, not quite, but nearly double, the, the older you get, the more you can see when people really struggle in life because they've made bad financial decisions and the older you get the more important it is to make good financial decisions and the earlier you can learn to manage to budget to invest the better so that game is so vitally important for understanding and learning those skills which are going to set a foundation of financial success for you in any area of passion that you end up going and working in um, or setting up business in or whatever it is that you do. So it's really, really important that you learn and develop that skill while having a bit of fun with it as well. So if you're playing the game, try different paths, try different rows, try different strategies and see which one works best for you. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, it comes down to the personal choices that you make. You're going to have daily habits that either you choose to put in place or they're habits that are taking you away from where you want to go, but the choice is yours and you can change that just like Lewis did for something that 
gave him freedom, something he didn't even know about that was even an option. And now it's part of his full time life. So you guys want to follow him, make sure you do on social media at Lewis underscore Crompton. Uh, you can shoot him an email, Lewis at startradingnow.com or go to his website, startradingnow.com and start learning a little bit more about another opportunity that you have to change your stars. Lewis, thank you very much for coming on the program today. Ladies and gents, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.